Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Unnamed Podcast. My name is Daniel Brent, your host. Uh, getting back to the hour and a half long format here. Julie and I really just jump into things. Um, you know, I, I don't mind going a little long when things warrant it, but I think we got a little bit rambly and I think keeping things on more of a tight deadline keeps us focused on what the podcast is about and keeps us on the issues. Uh, with that being said, uh, there is plenty of talk about the GOP campaign. There is plenty of talk about the convention, uh, what we expect going into this week's Democratic conventions, and also kind of some armchair strategizing, I'll be honest with it. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit if I had 100% valid opinions about who should run for president. I would imagine I would be a staff on a campaign. But, you know, I, I had my opinions, and it, it also comes from what I would like to see as a member of the voting public and someone who cares about certain issues. A uh, little bit of defense of some rather negative things that have been coming out on social media, particularly levied against Ivanka Trump. Now, I am very open and honest when I say all is fair is love, war, and politics, but uh, I particularly have no place in my heart for hypocrisy on any side. Uh, it can't be a travesty to drag Chelsea Clinton or Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton many years ago through the mud and then turn around and generate all of this vitriol against uh, Melania Trump. But with all that being said, please check out our website, www.brentlawgroup.com, for all of your Michigan legal needs. Also, taxes and federal court help. Uh, look up Julia on the Hawaii Bar, uh, or actually email me. I can send you right to her. I refer a lot of veterans her way and uh, to some other attorneys in Michigan. So with that being said, please enjoy the latest episode. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, review us on iTunes, all that jazz. To really address, when are you headed to church? Uh, I'm showered, so... Okay. Um, did you not see the convention? I did see the convention. But there's not enough, There's not much to address? Here, well, here's what I want to address first and foremost, and um, it's something I'm getting really sick of on social media, and that is liberals wallowing in their own smugness. Oh, how, I have so much to, smugness. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point of compromising their own values, perhaps by insulting a woman merely by who her husband is. Uh, I think she deserves insult in and of herself. Okay. I mean, it, you know, we, we had this conversation, you know, a few weeks ago of, you know, what is and is not off limits in politics. And I think you were talking about how disgusting it is when people were attacking, uh, Hillary Clinton for be when she was the first lady and supporting her husband. Mm, I mean, well, my issue with Hillary Clinton 
when Bill was going through the sex scandals is using that now to say that she, uh, using that now to judge her politically. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with that. Melania Trump, to me personally, uh, screwed herself when she went on stage and used Michelle Obama's speech. <laughs> So you know, that's one that's of the things problem. I wanted to address, because as I was looking at it kind of the side by side, there's two things there. One, yeah, there's a lot of sameness there. and She changed like Trump, two words. Well, the Trump campaign has been caught plagiarizing several times before. If you think for a second that Melania Trump wrote that speech, you're fooling yourself. No, but according to their, their, um, their speechwriter, Melania Trump, recited those passages to her specifically knowing it was from Michelle Obama's speech and why well, it included. So and here, that's her fault. The, well, here's the other thing though. It, they both were generalistic platitudes. There was nothing unique about it. it the first thing that I thought about it when I saw it was uh, when some comedian who has an airline food joke accuses another comedian with an airline food joke of stealing his joke. No, it, no, no, no. Just, you can say the platitude. platitude. You can say the platitude without, like, almost essentially verbatim repeating what somebody else said. Somebody and shouldn't again, be able to watch the speech and go, wait a minute. Yeah. Somebody said that before. And that falls on Trump's writers, and they have shown a sheer inability to uh, cop their plagiarism. And I mean, Ted Cruz, what what did Ted Cruz plagiarize? Like, was it The Wolf of Wall Street or something like that he lifted lines right out of in a speech? Oh, I don't know. Everybody, so, so you're mad because I shared the Melania Trump meme. I'm not, I'm not mad at all. I just think it's a tick hypocritical. It is a little hypocritical, but I think it's also true. I don't think she's less than because she, her career started in modeling. I don't think she's less than because she's a model. Mm-hmm. You think she's less than because she married Trump? Yes. Okay. I do. I mean, I, I, I have a very hard time respecting you as a person when you um, choose to <laughs> marry somebody with the idea, you know, he has, it's not like he hasn't discussed what his expectations mm-hmm. of a wife are and what mm-hmm. type of, you know, wife he expects to have. And that is not a person that I can respect. That's not, that's not the kind of woman you are. Women do come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, uh, and personality. There is a when huge she's segment interviewed of the... and she says something like, oh, I would never expect him to change Baron's diaper. That's just ridiculous. That's f***ed up. Sorry. I don't disagree with That's you. That's a However, big, big difference from I primarily take care of the children because my husband works and that's the division of labor we agreed on. That's different. Okay. What she's and saying that... belies, I have sold my ass to this man and I am his lesser partner. Well, here's, that's what you hear. 
as a progressive liberal. What the heartland hears is, oh, she's just a mom like me. So what's going to play better? I don't think that's true because there's something that in, in that interview that she did where she talked about their division of labor, there is a big, I don't have a problem with women who stay at home and raise mm-hmm. their children versus, you know, the man who goes on. And then they would have certain responsibilities, obviously, that the man doesn't have because that's their division of labor. It is that's very difficult agreed for upon. That's agreed upon in most households. You know, the expectation that the husband is still going to have to change a diaper every once in a while is pretty normal. Uh, the, the, the fact that you would agree to marry and raise a child with a man who wouldn't ever stoop to changing his own son's diaper is different than she's a mom like me because I stay at home with the kids. That's, it's, there is a distinct line there that's very different. I think it's a a slighter line than you're making it out to be. Well, you know, you're you're also looking for chinks in the armor to attack the Trump campaign. I absolutely love. Well, see, no, it's not entirely fair because I absolutely loved Ivanka Trump. I have found myself just flipping over backwards trying to give her some out for what she's been doing. That's his oldest daughter. right? Yeah, because I loved her loved that woman and mm-hmm. i still think she's just i mean she's going to run the country if he wins that's <laughs> she's the well, alpha child i mean she just is mm-hmm. she's the smartest out of all of them and he knows it and i but and so i've she been working very hard to give her an out to explain she what to she's support supporting she has to support her dad ronald she doesn't reagan to the, she, to the extent that she it, is it, 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 Ronald Reagan Jr. had to support his dad, and you can't get much more liberal than Ronald Reagan Jr. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And Ronald Reagan Jr. was not in short pants when his dad was president. Ronald Reagan Jr. was our age when his dad was president. Okay. So I I, I find the meme was slightly unfair. Okay. But... It's not a unilateral attack on any woman Trump because I wouldn't I my opinion of Ivanka is still good. That's that's fine. Just just having your little come to Jesus moment before church. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to come to Jesus. I'm I'm fundamentally and fine she's being used as a pawn in it, mm-hmm. but in all fairness she's offering herself up as a pawn. So yeah. That's a choice what I'm like. making. My issue is that, the, you know, after all of the trash talked about Michelle Obama, but we're holding up this woman who's not really accomplished much in her life. They keep saying she speaks five languages, except they said that she graduated college in in the RNC brochure, but she didn't. Right. So I don't know that she speaks five languages. All I see is a woman who's willing to marry a man for his money who would never change his own son diaper, his own son's diaper. And to me, that just belies a person that I, I cannot respect in any way, shape or form. Are you ready to lose some respect for me? Hmm. I don't do the ironing. There's that's. Oh, come on. That's not the same thing. And you know it. That's not not the same thing. 
we don't have kids and we're never going to have kids, so this diaper question won't really come up for us. So That's not the same thing. I mean, there's certain chores I won't do. There's certain chores my husband won't do. I mean, that's fine. But there's two. And there's she's some a that... puppy mill. She has. They have one child together. Well, I know, but that's her essential job, and only her job. Look pretty. Take care of my child. It. You know, it. It's interesting to me because. Um, I have a feeling the other part that Melania Trump gives is uh, she makes Donald Trump look younger and more vigorous, especially when they trap that little, what is his son's Baron. now? What is he, like seven or eight now? Yeah. So you compare that to Grandmother Clinton. And that's, he's that a grandpa too, though. He is, but he's not going to trot his grandkids out there. You know, that was a big problem. Oh, no, what he trotted Ivanka out there pregnant mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. But, she came out on the trail three days after. And that, you know, that's going to be an interesting interplay because I think that was one thing that really hurt Mitt Romney as well. You know, you have you have the Obamas coming out, um, you know, in their young 50s with their teenage daughters, and then you have Mitt Romney's family coming out with his teenage grandkids it really sets up this disparity. And and by the way, Bill Clinton looking old right now, looking like skeleton. <sighs> okay. A woman, here's my thing. Ivanka couldn't do anything about it. She was born into that family. Mm-hmm. A woman who would willingly marry a man who said publicly the things that he has said about mm-hmm. women and his expectations of women, mm-hmm. I can't have any respect for. I just can't. Well, and I... The other, we and never, that's not a trash talk on women so, who marry men and stay home and raise their kids, because that's not what I'm talking about. We also never know what happens behind closed doors. What and, anecdotes have they offered about their relationship? Do they even have one? I mean, literally, it does not appear that they even have a relationship. Her raising the child is completely separate from him. He's, he's discussed that openly multiple times. She has never discussed her relationship with his other kids. It's almost like she just exists to change Baron's diapers and wear a dress. They're going to have the Barbara Walters interview very soon. Oh, it's going to be funny. The couple interview, and then they're (laughs) going to be in People Magazine and Us Weekly and all sorts of other crap. I I don't think there's anything there. And I think that's why they haven't done that. I mean... Tiffany was the only one who offered anything like a familial anecdote through the entire RNC convention. It is very apparent that his relationship with his children did not begin until they were adults and began working for him, and that the entire relationship is really based on his Mm -hmm. business, and that he doesn't, you know, I mean, to call him a family man is just a, it's ridiculous. He's one T-ball game and pie-eating contest away from being pure Norman Rockwell Americana. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. So, but, uh, but that's been pointed out, and I think it's absolutely correct. There are no, 
I, I mean, Hillary Clinton's been sharing and Chelsea have been sharing pictures from when Chelsea was little and, mm-hmm. you know, Hillary is the mom and they're like grainy, you know, Polaroid, obvious, mm-hmm. real family pictures. And, mm-hmm. and then you have nothing from the Trump family. So that's not yep. going to play well for him, even if he looks more virile because he has a younger son. You know, and for that, to, to play amateur psychologist, um, you can see a lot of that. I think he's closer with his kids than his dad was with him, which is kind of sad. Yeah, but their relationship revolves solely around... That is how he knows how to interact, I think. Well, that's not my going to play well for him, though. My relationship with my dad exclusively revolves around golf. That's not my point. How can you call somebody a family man when his relationships with his own kids didn't start until they became adults? I mean, Tiffany essentially grew up only really with Marla Maple. She didn't, she's even vocally said she didn't even really know her siblings Mm -hmm. until she got older, which means that she was never at the Trump house visiting daddy. She was never... I mean, she was just, you know, gave her to Marla until she became an adult. And then we'll we'll trot her out, you know, now that she's over the age of 18, then she is now a viable person. But her childhood was completely devoid of her father. I'm getting visions of this, and I want you to write this down because here is my prediction. Um, One, And her name is Tiffany. Yeah, that's fine. One, I have a prediction. There is going to be a Trump family... Labor Day barbecue, where everyone is all together, and it's going to be a huge photo up. Two, including Ivana and Marla. Yes. Oh. Two. There is going to be. I don't think Marla's going to do that. A huge op for uh, Trump taking his youngest out trick or treating. Yeah, um, that would be the first time that ever happened. I'm sure. So it it all that matters is what happens in the media. I don't know. So I still call it no good because the only time we've seen Baron Trump this entire election, he's in a little suit. Mm-hmm. It looks very bizarre. You see more candid shots of, of Prince George mm-hmm. in normal-ish looking clothes than you do of Baron Trump. He doesn't look like a kid. Are you honestly telling me that the rest of the country is going to relate to this little eight-year-old in a suit that probably costs as much as their car? I mean, even a child Zegna suit is only about 1500 bucks. For some people, that's how much their car costs. I mean, oh, you see my point, right? Sorry, I was, I was projecting there. My car did not cost $1,500. Neither did mine, but that's not my point. <laughs> My suits don't cost $1,500 either. I, I try, to try to keep it around a few hundred. He can't do the, and neither, he's never going to do the uh, let's make ourselves look like a relatable family. He's never going to agree to that. If never. <laughs> if his strategists are smart, they're going to force him to. He, force him because to do what? He can't be forced to do anything. He has very much proven that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then he'll lose. He will. He will be... Presidents with phantom families don't win. Um, 
And we've only had one single president ever elected. I mean, you, know, you, you can say what you want about Bill and Hillary, but um, their it, interactions don't look forced. Their no. Um, no, relationship with each other looks genuine, regardless of what anybody are, thinks of it. I think they're very much in love. You can see that they were in love in the 70s when they first met. I love those pictures of Bill with his big hippie beard back in the 70s. Yeah. Because he looks just like my uncle. But, it, you know, it, I don't doubt. And whatever they did to get through his many, many, many years ago, uh. that's, that's their business. That's, you know, it's, it's interesting that, to me, that, uh, you know, the, the churches preach that you must remain with a spouse even if they cheat on you. And then she's criticized for doing exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. I, and she strikes me in her relationship with Chelsea. I mean, you can mm-hmm. absolutely tell that she raised Chelsea. She yeah. was absolutely involved. She changed the diapers. She cried, you know, dried the tears. She, she did all of that. I mean, she... And she had to. I mean, from, you know, pretty much the moment Chelsea was weaned till Chelsea was out of college. Bill was working in the state government in Arkansas. I mean, he was governor in what, 82, 83? Yeah, but I don't think he completely exited himself from his relationship with his daughter either. I mean, they seem to survive as a family unit. I mean, yes, he probably had less time with Chelsea than she did because he worked more. (laughs) Sure. But, I mean... It, it's apparent that they were a family. It wasn't, a, you know, an arrangement for a division of labor, which that's very clear in the Trump mm-hmm. camp yeah. that, you know, it's a there was an interesting article since you pointed out my Melania Trump meme that I, I got a little ribbing on from Gracie. I'm not even going to respond to it, though. Whatever. Um, I think you admit that it's warranted. I, to some extent, yes, but I, I, I'm not attacking her simply because she is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Trump's wife, and I just want to talk crap about her. I'm attacking well, picture, her for her own. That picture exists because someone wants to just bash her because she's Trump's. That wife, picture so. exists because she did the photo shoot. I actually remember that Barbarella photo shoot. It it was really interesting. But that's what I'm, I mean. It's not like somebody took. It's not like somebody stole that from her eye photo. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean that was <laughs> that was a Melania Trump sanctioned photo shoot. So. Eh. But the well the other thing, and I want to talk about this that isn't on your Facebook wall, um, is. Uh, liberal social media's reaction to the Roger Ailes suit. And uh, not too long ago, death threats and rape threats to Megyn Kelly, seeming kind of self-satisfied about it, basically saying Megyn Kelly got what she deserved for being a conservative whore, and that Roger Ailes' victims got what they deserved for selling their souls to Fox News. Well, I don't know who's saying that. I... I my personal opinion, I mean, I wouldn't attack somebody in that manner. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to me, why would you continue to stay at a job 
with that type of behavior going on. I need I, you to serve on more of my juries, please. I would not be able Oh, please. I wouldn't be able to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. I understand that some women can and do for various reasons. I think it's clear in Megyn Kelly's case that she put up with it because she wanted to advance her career. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's apparent with Megyn Kelly also that she waited until it was a safe time to come out. She let Gretchen Carlson like hang in the wind there for a fairly long time, which I don't think that's right. So I have a question for you. Was it out of line to ask Anita Hill why she stuck around while Thomas was sexually harassing her? Um, sure. It was out of or it wasn't out of line. No, I mean I Perfect think that's a fair question. question. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I I think that it's wrong to say that it didn't happen because somebody stayed around. Mm-hmm. But my opinion of a person I, I Okay, so if you're saying for the purposes of litigation, is that something that you could use to prove that it didn't happen? No. No. You can, you can impeach with it, and I, I, would be very, I would be very reticent to do it because I have a legal career to worry about. Right. And I don't need the press saying, Detroit area attorney slut shames victim on the stage, on the stand. Well, my issue with Megyn Kelly's response to this, and I've defended Megyn Kelly before, so don't, you know, lump me in with this whole whatever. But uh, my issue with with Megyn Kelly's response to this is that if it was that extensive and she was so aware of it, why would mm-hmm. you leave Gretchen Carlson just sitting out there and then you only come out with it when it is advantageous to your career? That, I feel, is a little bit... Hmm. This is a very familiar narrative. She should have backed her. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know, the other thing... and. It, as cocksure as I get, you and I are not exactly at the pinnacles of our career. And to, to play, to play anchor and show host on the top cable news show to then uh, leave on those terms, there's nowhere to go, but down. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to do good morning Miami next? Well, here's the thing. I already think Megyn Kelly is a sellout, though. You have to be. You have to be. Right, and I don't... I mean, she is extremely smart. She is not... Some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth, you're just looking at her, and you're like, really, Megyn? I know that you know better than this. I know that you know better than Mm -hmm. this. So, it's... She's already a a sellout to me. I don't like that she didn't... But you have to be to get to that level. Not in every news station. You seem to have to be at Fox. I mean, Wolf Blitzer is just as much a sellout as anyone else. He used to be a journalist. Wolf Blitzer's terrible. Uh, Jake Tapper. Right. He's not a sellout. There are a few, we have this conversation a lot. Not everyone is Edgar R. Murrow. Yeah, but, uh, I, well, and I'm not saying he's Edward R. Edward R. Murrow. I'm just saying he's not a sellout and he right. is like a leading voice on CNN. 
Anderson <laughs> Cooper. Not so much of a sellout. He used to be a really good sports anchor. I think oh, he's. I like him so I, much. It, he's fine. If you see that, if you see that medium gray T-shirt coming your way, though, there's a flood of coming. Yeah, it's time to go. Did you see um, the attacks on Megyn Kelly? And now these were not from the left. These were actually from the right. Those were from Twitter. Uh, I. I, I uh, I don't think that what they said about her is right, but that that top was entirely inappropriate for <laughs> to wear to it, work. The, I was like, what? You know, some of them were really awful. The one that actually I think was spot on was, did she just get plucked on her way to yoga class? Because my wife does yoga in yoga pants and a spaghetti strap tank top. Yeah. So it, the sports bra. <laughs> it, I was like, how? Why, why is she wearing that like i've never Probably. seen her i've seen her wear some stuff where i'm kind of like it looks My a little bit like be. you're about to go to the club it looks a little slutty but well, my guess would be that it's the Republican National Convention, and it's been a hundred degrees out around here lately that's and it was probably hot as shit in no there. that no no. Well, and this is the problem, too, because, one, you know, you don't see this a lot, but you will see, um, like, ESPN anchors wearing board shorts or boxer shorts underneath the desk. Like, some people will get little snapshots of that. And, sadly, uh, Ms. Kelly cannot, you know, just wear her bikini briefs with, a, with an Oxford on top without drawing attention. Uh that was a poor cho- that was a poor outfit choice. I'm just going to say. That was a very poor outfit choice. I'm deeply disturbed but, by the whole lock her up thing, by the way, which was lock Clinton up or lock Megan Kelly up. Clinton. Okay. I was about to say I what do. crime has Megan Kelly done except sit, point out all of the flaws of Donald Trump. Uh yeah. Well, she's my hero this year at least. She took a tough stance. I mean, Bill O'Reilly took a tough stance on Trump, too. But Oh, yeah, and Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity are backing Ailes and throwing their female coworkers under the bus. They can both suck it. Bill O'Reilly doesn't shock me because he has had his fair share of sexual harassment. And wife-beating? Oh, what's a black guy here or there in a marriage? Something like that. It's never happened in mine, so not really sure how that... No. The lock, I went the, sleep elbowed my wife. I, That's as far as I've ever got. <laughs> you know, you roll okay. over and, oops, well, there we go. I want to talk about the lock her up thing because that that truly was very disturbing. That really mm-hmm. was very disturbing. I mean, and, and the entire Chris Christie, if he <laughs> becomes attorney general, you he can't prosecute her after that speech. There's no way. No no, 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 no. No, no, th- no th- there's not, there won't be charges filed because the other thing is um, there's kind of this tacit agreement between the parties of kind of mutually assured destruction. Aren't they promising that they would go after Clinton? Oh, I'm sorry. Donald Trump, he, he promised that he would appoint Supreme Court judges that would look into the Clinton thing, which. That's not what Supreme Court judges. I know. Mean. That's why it doesn't make any sense. 
But he he has also said, you know, that under his Justice Department, they would look into what was going on. They would file charges against Clinton. He has said that. And Chris Christie is going for attorney general, but then gives Mm -hmm. a speech that would completely disqualify him from being able to be a prosecutor in that case. Well, they they might appoint, um, you know, a special prosecutor. Maybe Ted Olson can do it again. (laughs) Let's bring Ken Starr back. I hear he just got fired. Ted Olson actually wins cases, though. Well, there was nothing there to win, so... That would be why nothing happened. Um, that that was truly disturbing, though. Mm-hmm. That lock her up chant and and the the that uh, no more disturbing to me than uh, Bush needs to be tried in the Hague for war crimes. Um, there were calls from the GOP to prosecute Kennedy for voter fraud. I mean, it it seems again, it seems like normal politics to me. Not on display in that manner. I mean, you're talking about okay, so there were people on social media or people who wrote articles and people yeah. who protested against Bush who said he should be tried for war crimes. Now that's not necessarily an unfair accusation, by the way. Because there are some in international law that believe that that would be accurate. That's not probably unfounded. The probably the closest one is the Kennedy thing, because um, that was a big part of the GOP platform in 60 and 62. Right. But that's that. you the, at your convention in prime time. You have a former prosecutor who is indicting the mm-hmm. other parties. I mean, it, 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 the optics were 1984. The, the optics, optics of that were 1984. 1964. It was 1964. Okay, well, fine. But they hated Kennedy on a level that was abnormal, too. I mean, this it's is even just, worse than their, than their Obama hatred. Yeah. I mean, that's... Saying They're something. not running against Obama again, though. Well, but that's saying something because they hated Obama on a level that is not Scott Bayo. I, be- I believe he's a Muslim, and I have the First Amendment right to believe what I say. Sure. Okay, Scott Bayo, go away. Go make Zept too. Uh, to bring up the the Benghazi mom, I think was also grossly inappropriate. Grossly okay. inappropriate. In what way? Because her opinion on – she was discussing her opinion of what Hillary Clinton did that is directly refuted by their own party's investigation. Yeah, That's and, well, messed up because they're using her. They're yes. using her. Yes. They are exploiting her grief. They yes. are cutting open yes. her wound yes. to attack Hillary Clinton, and that is yes. disgusting. She's there voluntarily, though. It's still disgusting. Yes. I've never seen a convention like that. I wasn't alive for Kennedy, so I have not seen a convention like that. Even the Swift boaters, which were vile, weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. That's truly... Well, and that it's an interesting tactic to me as well because this will be the you know 
This will be the election of the most unlikable people. But that's not so, true. It, no, it's not true. And I will tell you exactly why. Hillary Clinton have, has extremely high unfavorables right now. That didn't mm-hmm. happen until she ran for president again. Her favorables as Secretary of State were over 60%. So to act like she's just always been this grossly disliked person is just not true. It's not she was also, true. She, she was also a one-term Secretary of State. She's basically been running for president for the last five years now. No, but I'm saying that since she was first lady, which was mm-hmm. 20-some-odd years ago, they have been tracking favorables for her. And they oh, have God, gone from very high to very low to very high mm-hmm. to very low uh-huh. at different points, not corresponding necessarily with any scandals that were ginned up against her. Mm-hmm. So to act as if she's historically always been this extremely disliked candidate is not true. I blame her current unfavorables on Bernie Sanders. You and your potty mouth again. Well, I blame I blame her unfavorables on Bernie Sanders. I think that's a big part of it. I think you, the, the for for all the intellectualism on Benghazi of what the actual problems are, um, there, there is a certain amount of falling on your sword that a Secretary of State does. I mean, Colin Powell did it for the mistakes made in invading Iraq. Um, hmm. And Here's the thing about Benghazi that I think irritates the, the shit out of me more than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible that no one did anything wrong. Well, and I, I think it's more likely is that for for all of the pomp and circumstance we do with the TSA and security and things like that, we still have the same holes in our intelligence that we had in 2001. That that has not What changed. do you think the point of having Chris Stevens there is? It was not an embassy. It was mm-hmm. not a consulate. They were there to gather intelligence. They were there to find out more information, and he knew that. To act like they just put him in there and were like, everything's fine, you'll be totally okay, is that's just bullshit. Even his own mother has said, plain as day, he knew what he was doing there. He Mm -hmm. knew that it was dangerous. He knew Mm -hmm. that he might not make it out, and Mm -hmm. he accepted that. He was there to do a job. Yeah. You know, and this whole the stand down order thing just drives me batshit. The guys, the Marines that were there were not, by the way, Marines. They were veterans who were contractors Mm -hmm. for the CIA. The stand down order came from the CIA who said, no, you're there and paid to protect this place. You Mm -hmm. do not leave that place. That's your job. Right. Your job is to protect this annex, not them. Mm-hmm. So don't leave. That had nothing to do with the Secretary of State. She had no right. control over them. They keep saying they're Marines because they want to make it sound as if these were active duty that Secretary mm-hmm. of State could have just said, go fix this, and they could go. They were not. Mm-hmm. They were privately contracted by the CIA. She had no right to tell them anything. So it's just, it's just, there, 
people die even when there are not mistakes being made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just cannot understand this. We have to find a reason what, who screwed this up. Like, I, I mean, they say, well, they shouldn't have been putting them in harm's way. That's like saying we shouldn't, you know, our military shouldn't go, you know, if somebody dies in a mission to retake Kabul that, you know, uh, the, somebody no, in the military of, screwed up. Half of our ambassadors and their families are in very dangerous parts of the world. It, there's no question about that. Um, you know, we have ambassadors in, in Pakistan, in Saudi Arabia, in some very dangerous places. So I'm not saying that, that you know, I, I'm obviously not saying that their lives don't matter, but there is this... There is this pervasive idea that somehow everybody should be so protected, and if somebody dies, that means somebody did something wrong. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, we would never say that about a military mission unless, of course, somebody actually did screw something up. But people will die even if Mm -hmm. somebody didn't screw up. Mm -hmm. So I don't – isn't that the point of having the military? To a degree. I, I don't get it. Well, the other thing is to funnel money into Boeing. Okay, that's... that's the other point of the uh, yeah, all right, but that's not what I'm saying. No. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I mean, we have people in these jobs because these jobs need to be done, and people choose... Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's the same thing with the police officers, is that police officers now can shoot people if they hear that that person has a gun and it seems as if they might go for it. I mean, that, that, that standard for the use of force is unbelievable. And then to mm-hmm. be answered with, well, don't, don't cops have the right to live too? Yeah, but if you don't want to take any risk, then don't do that job. And, you know, I've, I've said for, for years now that if the police were trained the same way the Marines were with use of force, uh, they would de-escalate and speak verbally long before gunfire ever happened. In fact, the standard operations for the Marines is you only return fire until ordered to do otherwise. And even then, if it's if it's you know if you're in a safe position, do not return fire. Yeah, I, I don't. I I don't understand this idea, but I do think that a lot. I mean. What really is going to screw the Republicans, aside from my personal irritation at some of the things that they did, what's going to screw them is that nothing, I mean, it, it was an apocalyptic convention. There was no positive message. There was no vision. Mm-hmm. There was no, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was just, we're all screwed and yep. only I can fix it. Yep. And I know Ben Carson, Sleepy Ben, poor Sleepy Ben, got so much crap for his uh, my mom called and was talking to me about the, the the other day, you know, about the whole, you know, tying her to Lucifer thing. And I was like, he wasn't lying, though. He didn't actually lie, mm-hmm. which is amazing. As Saul Alinsky's book really does in the foreword, give a shout out to Lucifer. I mean, that's absolutely true. She absolutely wrote her Wellesleyan thesis on Saul Alinsky. The thing mm-hmm. that's funny about that is that I did some reading about said thesis Mm -hmm. and it was not of it was 
not a very favorable thesis to Sal Alinsky's methods in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. I mean, it, it was clear from the thesis that she respected him and that she wanted to like him, but her her ending conclusions were essentially that his methods do not work mm-hmm. and that he goes too far. So mm-hmm. that's the only lie that Ben Carson told, was to say she wrote her thesis on him as if she considers him this great, amazing thing and just wrote a thesis about how great Saul Alinsky is, is that's not accurate. Gasp. A politician took something out of ben context. Ben Carson is not a politician. Ben Carson is a nutcase. He's a politician He's a no. nutcase. Yeah. I don't understand how somebody that brilliant could also be that crazy. That's very confusing to me. You ever read H.P. Lovecraft? Ah, he's, it's just, it's, it's very concerning. Nixon was very intelligent and very crazy. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't like it when I see the two together. It, it, it upsets my brain. Brilliant and crazy? Yeah. I, I mean, the pyramids are grain silos. Huh? I mean, he said that pyramids Wait. were grain silos. Okay. Why did he say that? Because the, he had to have a reason for the pyramids that doesn't involve Egyptians, because that was before Christ. I'm confused. He is a creationist. He believes the yeah. earth is only, what, 6,000 years old. Yeah. So, so he was giving a speech, and he was talking about, you know, like the liberal belief that these, you know pyramids were were built, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago and how that's not true, but the pyramids were actually built to be green silos for the Is- Israelites, I think. I think okay. it was for the Israelites. I, but that, that's I mean, nuts. The, the problem is, I, I don't know why he's doing that, because the, the dating of the pyramids fits squarely within the young earth creation narrative. Because he's nuts. I, I, don't, I understand that. I just, it's it's a weird fight to pick. I'm, it, it the problem is we're, I'm trying to find an internal logic to the illogical. I it was a speech. <laughs> it was a speech from actually I don't know five or six years ago. So you'd have to look mm-hmm. it up to get the whole story on that. But um, I, I don't understand the whole Sal Alinsky narrative thing from the right because I didn't know who the hell Sal Alinsky was until I started getting accused of being a Sal Alinsky follower by the right on social media. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who he was. There, but there does seem to be this pervasive idea on the right that, you know, like liberals are ardent followers of Sal Alinsky. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm confused. It's cool. You you can't offer any. Oh, what did you think about Milo getting banned from Twitter? Milo who? That alt-right activist. Uh, you know, again, I, I've, been, I've been blocking a lot of people who are wallowing too much in the GOP hate. Um, you're on that bubble, by the way, so watch yourself. But... Um, 
No, I did, tell me about it because I've been literally following the convention I, itself, and not I can't a lot of the reaction. His last name. I don't know how to say it. It's Eastern European. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos. Okay, it's oh, you can't Greek. say a Greek. That's Greek. You can't say a Greek last name. Yeah, no. What sort of Detroiter are you? I'm way too. <laughs> America. You've been down south for too long. America. So he is an alt-right activist-ish. Mm-hmm. But really what he is is an online bully who directs his army to people he doesn't like. And they harass the shit out of that person until they like quit Twitter or, you know. Can I just say I love the way some websites ad programs work because I'm actually on the observer and I got bear lady, butt, bear lady, butt, bear lady, butt, bear lady, butt as advertisement. You've been watching a lot of porn. It, I just, uh... Uh, <laughs> well, but your platform says that you shouldn't. It's a public health crisis. Again, I'm voting for Gary Johnson who thinks Consenting adults should be able to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Well, then what's your issue with the GOP hate? I mean, I, I kind of feel like it's completely warranted at this point. It's the, the wallowing in it. was ridiculous. No, it's the wallowing in it. I find it boring, and I find it navel-gazing, mostly. Um, and I have, I have no room in my life for navel-gazing, because I have crap to do. Well, I think they need to worry about their own problems right now, personally, because... It's, you know, everybody's been, they've been reveling in the destruction of the GOP for so, you know, (laughs) since the beginning of this election and just not paying attention at all to the fact that their own party is falling apart. Well, to the point that um, if Hillary's only, if Hillary's campaign is I'm not Trump, she loses. Um, 100%. I don't think that needs to be her campaign. Well, no, no, no. That's what it is right now. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, she says Trump sucks and then goes on to offer actual policy prescriptions. Whatever you think of those policy prescriptions is neither here nor there. But she is actually, she is not just running on Trump sucks. I mean, her, her speeches do involve some extent of, you know, Trump is dangerous for this country. But she's mm-hmm. not incorrect about that. And then she goes on to say, this is what I would do. This is what I want to do. This is, you know, how I think we should move forward. Blah, 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 blah. And they're giving her all the ammunition in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that platform is just like, let me write a speech for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Which is but, stupid. Well- for me, my my inner strategist is leave the attacking of the opponent to the political action committees and the interest groups. Oh, she has to some extent. I mean, look, she picked Tim Kaine. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't pick Elizabeth Warren. And if anything, which, I haven't which been all that smart. pleased with Elizabeth Warren because I do think she's getting way too personal with Trump. Well, and my, I think it's my stupid. thought is... Tim Kaine is very smart for her for two reasons. One, uh, the liberals wanted her to get more liberal, and liberals don't vote all that much. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. That Bernie Sanders would have won if liberals actually got out and voted, correct? 
I don't think there's that much support. I think Bernie Sanders runs into the problem that um, the Tea Party runs into, which is this narrative that the whole country, most of the country believes what I believe. They're just not getting a voice in, you know, in the... They're but not that, lending their the voice. Bernie, Bernie Sanders is incredibly popular with a group in this country that 70% of them don't vote. But that's not even my point. There, there is this, you know, the, the, the Trump narrative and the Tea Party narrative has always been mm-hmm. that there are this silent majority of people mm-hmm. that exist that most Americans, you know, feel this way and they're just not getting represented correctly. Which most isn't Americans, true. Most Americans, and you can feel free to disagree with me on this, I think lean kind of center-right kind of libertarian of leave me the hell alone. All I care about is if my kids are getting a decent education and if I can pay my bills with a decent job. I absolutely agree with that. And then at the end of the day, they don't care who puts what genitals into what. They don't care who's baking wedding cake right. or who. No, no, no. I'm not. I, I have. I actually agree with that, and that's my point. But the narrative on the Christian Republican side mm-hmm. is that the, most of America agrees with them. They're just most not of, getting represented correctly. And I, I don't would think argue. That's true. I would argue that the most active voters in America agree with them, and that's an important thing to realize. Right. It is a very energized and active voting block. Right, but but that's the problem that you have with Bernie Sanders, too. Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. came to believe that most of America agrees with him mm-hmm. if only the system wasn't rigged to give the nomination to Hillary Clinton. Well, the, and well the I don't think that's rigged. true. The system is rigged to give the nomination to the individual who more people vote for. Well, yeah, don't tell that to the Bernie supporters. Well, they should have gone out and goddamn well voted instead of, again... I don't think it's that they didn't vote. I think they did vote. I just don't think there's that many of these far-left crazy liberals. No, there's a lot of them. They don't vote. Again, he polled really well with a group that 70% of them just don't vote. We're talking about young Americans. We're talking about young minorities. We're talking about young women. We're talking about young white males. They do not vote. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I also don't think most of the country agrees with him either. Well, that's fine. But he couldn't even get the people who agree with him to come out and vote. That's, That's my thing. He got them to come to a rally, which apparently should translate to votes as far as his voters are concerned. I'm really annoyed with this whole DNC email leak. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Because I'm of two minds about it. I don't like Debbie Wasserman Schultz, okay? First of all, let me just say that. I don't like her. I don't think she does a great job of getting her point across. I don't think she's energizing. I didn't think so before. Mm -hmm. I think she's taking a whole lot of heat for a pissing match that didn't start with her. Right. And that's making me mad. Okay. I mean, Bernie Sanders, ever since the, the email breach, okay, ever mm-hmm. since the data breach, which he tried, he says, oh, I, I told them about it. We only data mined so that we could show them. No, mm-hmm. that the reason she cut him off is because he mm-hmm. refused to give them what they found. 
That's <laughs> why she cut them off. And mm-hmm. I think that was an absolutely appropriate response. Because if you mm-hmm. genuinely were only doing it because you were trying to show that this had happened, no, mm-hmm. you were trying to keep what you stole. Mm-hmm. And she cut them off. And then when he mm-hmm. gave it to her, she restored his access. Mm-hmm. That's how that happened. Ever mm-hmm. since then, he has been publicly attacking her, telling people mm-hmm. to fund her opponent. I mean, threatening her mm-hmm. livelihood, not just mm-hmm. her DNC chair position, which doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. she's done as of Inauguration Day anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her for hating him. I don't so blame here's her my for deal. calling Jeff Weaver an asshole. He is here's an asshole. The, here's the pragmatism of politics, though. The... DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign need to extend a big, juicy olive branch to Bernie Sanders. Whether that is seen as eating crow, I don't care. But Bernie Sanders going over to supporting the Greens is a disaster for them. But it, they already have. They already have. He mm-hmm. had so much say in the platform. It's ridiculous. It's the furthest left platform Yes. And the problem is you have to be careful. And that was the point of me Mm -hmm. saying he believes that the majority of the party is with him. They just couldn't Mm -hmm. vote for him, which isn't true because they voted for her and they didn't vote for her because they're scared of Trump. They voted for her because they like her better. And the reason they like her better is because she is center left. That's fine. How many email scandals can this campaign sustain? Though in one year, there is in no a single proof year. of any collusion between her and the DNC. There is proof that the DNC was floating stuff against Bernie Sanders, but he was attacking the DNC every mm-hmm. single stump speech. And then and he is... wants to turn around and say, "Why weren't you impartial?" You don't mm-hmm. get to do that. That's fine. Well, he was running on a not politics as usual. So as far as him attacking his own, his own quote-unquote party, you know, for an independent, he does a lot of caucusing with the Democrats. But He um, doesn't do enough fundraising for them, I can tell you that. He's in Vermont. Six, 600,000 people live in Vermont. How much money he's is he going to get? He's a member of the Senate. Yes. He can go to fundraising events and people will go because of him. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be in Vermont. I know, but here's what I am saying is the Clinton campaign needs to get Bernie Sanders on board because he's going to keep speaking out against the DNC. He's going to keep speaking out against Hillary Clinton and more of these emails that have been leaked by into WikiLeaks are going to further the, and I will admit, it is 100% innuendo that the Democratic Party created a rigged system. I, there, this is feeding into that narrative. You can't deny I that. I know. You can say that the DNC or top officials at the DNC didn't want Bernie Sanders, and I would answer that with, of course they didn't. He was being an asshole. And he was attacking them. So, yeah, of course they're not going to like him. Are you out of your damn mind, would you? No, no, you wouldn't. But but there but that you, is such a far cry from saying that the DNC colluded with Hillary Clinton 
and mm -hmm. 50 state secretaries of state, election officials, election judges mm -hmm. to purge Democratic voters and to change the name to Hillary Clinton on electronic voting machines. That mm -hmm. level of conspiracy uh -huh. is impossible. I'm I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the normal casual observer that sees just the furthering of the DNC, not the Democratic Party, not being very democratic. I want to know who, what, okay, so where is about, Assange right now? I know well, Snowden's not, still in Russia, but where the hell is Assange? I want to say he's still in Switzerland. Okay. I want to know what his motivation is for this. I really do, because I can't imagine Julian Assange being like, oh, my God, I totally want Trump to be president. So mm -hmm. I really don't understand why he's doing this. You mm -hmm. know, and then the rumor has been floated when you talk about Snowden, because this was originally a Russian hacker, that, you know, why is Russia so favorable to Edward Snowden? And there's a very good question there. And I think it matters. Oh, did you hear this? Okay, this is off topic, but Jesus, talk about some crazy, crazy stuff. Jill Stein came out and said that she would pardon Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning, and she would put Edward Snowden in her cabinet. That's an extreme step. I support pardoning them. I, I so, well, uh, I support pardoning Chelsea Manning, possibly, but Edward Snowden concerns me because there's no rational reason that Russia should be so helpful to him. And he's that, a great propaganda tool well, as well. I, well, I don't know if it's just propaganda. I don't. I don't think it is just propaganda. I think that they are getting information from him. And I have concerns that part of the original data leak might have had to do with them. Mm -hmm. And that is a traitor. But he he gave, he leaked it to the press. He leaked it to the press, then he went to Russia, and now they give him a house, and his family's living there. I don't think he's working. Mm -hmm. They're paying for everything for him. If he didn't betray mm -hmm. us before, he certainly has by now. Maybe. That's the very Bridge of Spies stuff you got going on there. You think it's not that possible? Way. No, I definitely think it's within the realm of possibility. I just find it very odd that that is who is sheltering him. Because that whole... And that he's accepting it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, the alternative is he goes to federal prison for the rest no, of his natural life. There are other countries that are favorable to Edward Snowden's so-called beliefs, if he actually holds them, that would mm -hmm. protect him. Uruguay so, wouldn't be bad. They have very good beef in Uruguay. Well, my point being, why is he picking Russia? That I, is I mean, really concerning to me. And I'm not saying that there, there's a, you know, a definitive link there. I'm not saying that. But I do find it very suspect. And mm -hmm. I would be concerned about pardoning him and allowing him to remain in the U.S. for that reason. I support pardoning him on the leaks alone. If there is new information, you know, he can certainly be tried even after pardon. Because I... But what he did was dangerous. 
And that's the any thing. Whist- he didn't... Any whistleblowing against the government is dangerous. No. No. He... Yes. No. He did not vet that information appropriately. And he Glenn knows Greenwald. it. That's why he went to Glenn Greenwald. That's why he went to the press. He didn't go to WikiLeaks like Chelsea Manning. They, they still didn't vet that information appropriately. You're saying the Washington Post didn't vet the information? I'm saying that he released... Yeah. Didn't he release some stuff that had to do with specific names? He did. Yeah. And that did not get published, though. Uh, I think it did. I think you're conflating Chelsea Manning and WikiLeaks with Ed Snowden and the Washington Post. I think the... I, I'm trying to recall, but I do feel like some of that information still made it out on WikiLeaks. Later. It was not part of the original... Um, it was not part of the original, you know, dump that he did with um, with the Washington Post. But mm-hmm. I think that information did come out. Okay. But I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah, no, Chelsea Manning, I have, I, I, I... She released everything into the wild. <laughs> she, she was a, like, what, an E2 or something like that? She was like a, a private first class, I think, an E3. Yeah. I, I mean, she was a kid. Oh, and before people bitch at me, yes, I, know Glenn, I know Glenn Greenwald worked at The Guardian, not at The Washington Post. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I don't like him, though. That's fine. Uh, I, I think... I want to support, because here's the thing, and you you know I have a big problem with how secretive the government has gotten in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it all, it kind of really, I thought it peaked with Gonzalez basically saying um, AT&T can't release uh, who we have wiretapped because it threatens national security, that national security trumps the Fourth Amendment. That pisses me off. But it's gotten worse. And independent of Chelsea Manning and Edward Snowden, the Obama administration has prosecuted a lot of whistleblowers that most people haven't even heard about. And that scares me. That this chilling effect on whistleblowers of, you know what, you better toe the line, and it doesn't matter what you find out. If you blow the whistle, you're going to federal prison for 25 I, years. I agree with that, but I think that there needs to be a balance that people are not paying attention to. I agree, but I think that at this point, the balance is so far tipped to secretive government to we're pre- we Okay, but you have is, hold on a second. Hold on, I'm about to make a really witty comic book reference. We have reached the point where, quite literally, we are working with the fake computer from V for Vendetta. I don't think that was in the movie. No, it was not. But listen, so here's the problem. Transparency used to involve, you know, mm-hmm. documentation, like people knew what was going All right. The problem is, is that everything now is instantaneous. There mm-hmm. is no, <clears throat> you can't. Well, you, it, it, this idea see, that, okay, see, and I don't understand this concept. That people think we should know, we should know all of the NSA programs and we should have a vote or discussion on which ones are appropriate. 
is like saying to the rest of the world, here is everything that we are doing. Please find a way around it. And we are just, it neuters us. It completely neuters us. How about we start with getting the National Security Council on board? Even they were cut out of the loop of a lot of what was going on. I'm not saying that everything that was going on was appropriate. I'm saying Mm -hmm. that... This idea that we should have full access to everything that our government is doing at all times is dangerous as shit. Okay. We have a classification system for a reason. Mm-hmm. We can't just dump in, you know, in, in public view everything that we're doing all of the time. Oh. This idea that we should be doing that is ludicrous. And okay, then as soon as the Boston bombing happens, I'll be like, why didn't they do anything to prevent it? Well, I don't know. Well, tell you what, let's start with getting due process back in the surveillance. Let's well, start with there. that's what FISA let's have, is supposed to be doing. FISA is horseshit. Let's have them go to a common law court and get a warrant to wiretap people on American soil the way the Constitution requires. How, how, how does that help us? That upholds, amend the Constitution, get rid of due process. No. If you want. The, okay, part of the problem with the Patriot Act, you can't, it, part of the problem with the can't Patriot Act, choose when the Constitution part of the applies. problem with the Patriot Act is that it removed the wall. And there is a very real concern that information gleaned through a FISA court warrant for the purposes of national security could be used for criminal charges in a federal court. Those, that should never happen. That should never happen, ever happen, which was Mm -hmm. the purpose of the wall, which was the Mm -hmm. wall between FBI, NSA, yada, yada, yada. I do not agree that we should not be able to get FISA warrants for people on American soil that are suspected of terrorism because the burden of proof, it's a choice, dude. The burden of proof... The burden of proof to get a warrant in a federal court is asking the judge know. for a warrant. No, first of all, that's not true. And second of all, then they are aware of it. And that's what? the problem. And what? How are how are we first you say something about like our intel capabilities are sucky and then you want to do whatever you can to make them worse. I do not think that the liberties guaranteed under the Constitution make us less safe. Because here's the thing, the, the fear of what the FISA courts might do in criminal prosecution already happens in our other regulatory schemes, that information gathered under the subpoena power by the SEC, by the FTC, by the IRS, does make it to the Justice Department already. So we already have proof that allowing for investigation on a much smaller burden of proof than is required in the criminal sense leads to criminal charges that it has been upheld as perfectly valid. So to say that it could not happen with the FISA court is I'm not saying ridiculous. that it could not happen. It has happened, and that's a problem. I'm not disputing that. But I am saying that when you have foreign nationals that are living mm-hmm. in the U.S., that are involved with terrorist groups. Do you mm-hmm. really want to tip them off to the fact that you're listening to their conversation? 
Are you saying the only people that are being investigated by I'm the FISA courts are that. foreign nationals? I'm not saying that. I understand that it's gone too far. I understand that American citizens are being... But, I mean, that's kind of the question, too. How are you supposed to find the next Boston bomber or the next well, San Bernardino killer? These are American citizens. They are. And they have all the rights and privileges that you and I have. This idea that suspected terrorists can all of the sudden strip you of all of your constitutional rights is horrific. Uh, you know, it's, do you then do you then, we, then the country needs turkey? to well no then the country needs to accept that those things yeah. will happen. That no, they never will. That's why we have a constitution. That's why we have a constitution that's such a pain in the ass to amend. Well, here's the problem, though. This is going to go one of two ways. If we follow the constitution to the letter in regards to all American citizens on American soil. Gasp. Okay, hold on. Then what's going to end up happening is that we will at some point violate the First Amendment and start to kick out anybody who's Muslim. That will happen. Yeah, we can deport any foreign national. We can I'm talking about American people. citizens. The last two people who who made appreciable attacks in the US were US citizens. Mm -hmm. Those people were Muslim. What's going to happen is that these attacks are going to continue. They're going to continue from radicalized American citizens. And what's going to happen is that people are going to call for a de deporting, which isn't even the right word because they're Americans, but kicking out everybody who is Muslim. Okay. So you want to protect one part of the Constitution at the expense of the other. I don't think that they are mutually exclusive. But that's what's going to happen. That That is in the realm of possibility. I don't. What is the point of living in America if you don't have due process protection? So we have we have a bunch of Muslims that are living in a ghettoized police state, like in Norway. But that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen if this if this stuff keeps happening and we can't find any way to prevent it. So the Fourth Amendment needs to give way to immigration. No. That's scary. No, I don't think that we should be investigating people for the purposes of charging them criminally. Mm -hmm. I think we should be investigating people for the purposes of gaining intelligence. And there is enough of a toolbox that the law enforcement and intelligence agencies can do short of wiretapping people without due process. Do you disagree? Um, when you have programs like WhatsApp, mm -hmm. I, I do disagree. When you have communication tools that are permanently shadowed from any possibility of intrusion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I think that that can become very dangerous very quick. I mean, okay, so the whole thing is going on in Brazil right now. 
right? So they shut down WhatsApp again for the third time in six months. A lower court, oh, will, Brazil. <clears throat> a lower court will shut down WhatsApp because they don't believe it, there's one of two things, and it's actually kind of unclear. Either mm-hmm. they don't believe that WhatsApp cannot get the information that they want, or mm-hmm. They think that WhatsApp shouldn't be creating encryption such that they can't get the information that the the Brazilian government wants. Mm -hmm. Now, as with the Apple FBI thing, I come down on the side of Apple, but I also understand that the more that these companies are creating tools that are impenetrable. They're not impenetrable. Our government cannot keep up with that technologically without spending unbelievable gobs of money gobs of money well maybe it's money better spent than building our 10th goddamn aircraft carrier but you do really want the government and tech companies and silicon valley to be in a race you know basically in a in a tech race that we're spending a shit ton of money on forever indefinitely that's stupid it's the new war it's the interplay between gun and gun and armor It, we had to develop new types of body armor for our troops because of higher caliber weaponry that can penetrate Kevlar. So they developed dragon skills. Well, I don't know. I still think that's kind of it, silly. The march of technology makes the old security obsolete. It's always going to happen. Also, are you saying that I shouldn't be able to protect my client's files with the utmost degrees of protection? I'm not saying that. And, I, and like I said, I came down on the side of Apple with the FBI mm-hmm. thing. But I also acknowledge that the harder we make, we make it for the government mm-hmm. to go after criminals. Mm-hmm. The more dangerous we make our society in a way that it never has been before. There was no impenetrable or extremely difficult to penetrate, you know, mode of communication short of cipher, which still wasn't that impenetrable, you know, Mm -hmm. years ago. There wasn't. There just wasn't. There was a way to get a warrant. There was always a way to get a warrant to either tap a location, to tap, you know, a phone, to tap, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever, to send in an informant. Yeah. That's not accessible to you when you talk about something like WhatsApp. It's just not. And they keep changing okay. their encryption every single mm-hmm. update, which makes it almost impossible to unencrypt it. And that's and what dangerous. You're saying, you're saying that the CIA can't lean on someone. You're saying that the FBI can't, can't turn someone they've arrested for other things. It, it the, the Secret Service was completely clueless against Al Capone until they arrested his, um, his accountant for hiring an underage prostitute. If, if the problem is that, you know, what we need is a completely transparent society because we can't depend on the FBI stumbling dick first into a break. I agree with you there, but that's the history of law enforcement too. 
Yeah, but you, I mean, you, you think that, I mean, you agree that surveillance is acceptable when due process is followed, but we are now in a situation where you can follow due process, but you still don't have access. And you know what? I would rather live in a society with due process. I'm not saying do it without due process. I'm saying that there is, I see the danger in encrypting mm-hmm. things to such an extent and continually changing technology such that you can't even serve a lawful warrant anymore. That could be a bad idea. You know, all or technology can catch up. Uh, there is this great tool that a lot of police departments have right now where they can essentially remotely clone a hard drive. And that gives them almost unlimited opportunities to try and crack through the encryption on a hard drive. Oh, shoot. It is 1119, and I need to go. All right. Well, you hate freedom, and you go uh, enjoy church. I'm going to go hate freedom. Isn't that what church is about? To a degree. I know. But all right, Julia. (laughs) Lovely talking to you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye.